0: Here's some injection. Here's a try. No. A knock on. And that'll end the game. 38 points to 28. Hawks Bay are off to the semis. Hawks Bay are off to the semis indeed. Um, After being in the news for a variety of reasons not involving their play, uh, they got the job done. Impressive win to book a, a rematch, Brian. A rematch, mate, between our teams. Hawke's Bay and Wellington. It's just start uh, one of the games this weekend in our domestic rugby scene. Semi finals in the national provincial championship, the NPC, Bunnings NPC, whatever you want to call it. Heartland Championship Final Two Meets Cup, South Canterbury up against Wanganui. We started the show with one of the most proud butcher boys going around, and uh, Nigel Yolden. Let's welcome in a man who's uh, very plugged into all things uh, New Zealand rugby. We're delighted to welcome him back to the show from Rugby News Magazine, the one, the only Mr.
1: Campbell Burns. Campbell, how are you doing? Very good morning, Daniel. I'm gearing myself up uh, for a massive weekend, which I think there's eight games on the box, plus a uh, chance to vote. So I'm going to be busy.
0: <laughs> we are. I completely forgot about that. Elections tomorrow. Get out and vote, people. That's all I'll say. That's all I'm allowed to say. Well, it's not Saturday. You know what I'm talking about, Campbell. But uh, it's one of those weekends we burn through our brownie points at a ridiculous rate. So hopefully people out there have studiously tucked those into the back pocket so we can watch all of these games. Hey, I know we want to talk about the domestic game with you, but the All Blacks team's out. Um, what's your reaction to the 23 that has been announced?
1: I guess it was fairly predictable, um, given that uh, Mark Talia uh, was, was ruled out for non-rugby reasons. Um, so, But good to see that's the yeah. And there the big surprise to me was, uh, why is Finlay Christie on the bench ahead of Cam Roigard, who surely had usurped him as the backup number nine? So that was the only quibble I had with the selections.
0: The props, too, for me, leaving out Tungah in and Laulala, all that experience, 100-plus test matches, were you surprised at least one of them didn't find their way onto a bench?
1: Yes, it was, particularly Offa, uh, who can obviously play both sides. Um, and so they've gone for Tamiti Williams, who's obviously the young comer. But there may be an injury uh, with Offa. I'm, I'm not too sure. That was a, that was a strange one. I think he started three games this World Cup. So to see him miss the 23 was... Slightly surprising, um, but certainly good news that Torrio T- Lomax is, is fit uh, from what we can gather. So he's gone in and uh, Ethan DeGroote as well. So I, I think our, our starting 15 is close to the, the, close to the top 15. I'd still like to see Will Jordan at fullback, but it was never going to happen. So um, the, the top 15 is good and the bench other than um, uh, Christie and, and maybe Tamiti Williams is uh, close to our top bench as well.
0: All right, let's get to the job of the hand and looking at the Bunnings MPC. And I, I've just seen uh, my notes written by Louis Herman that um, This is a really charming question at the top. Louis, thanks for, thanks for making me read this. Have Wellington peaked too early?
1: <laughs> well, uh, well, I, I, will, I will be answered definitively at 9pm tomorrow night. But um, I will say that was pretty gutsy, Seeing off 32 phases from Waikato uh, last weekend to make the to make the semis. so uh, they they pulled it back after losing the shield, and you know I know Tamiti, uh sorry sorry Tamati Ellison uh, is big on uh, defence, so that was a gee, that was a huge effort to hold off a of fast finishing Waikato, but yeah those those questions about Wellington peaking too early will be raised, but I'm not sure whether we can uh, say that necessarily. Uh, uh, head of that, uh, head of this, uh, that second semi-final tomorrow night.
0: Well, that's just typical of Louis Herman, right? To Trying to scupper Wellington's credibility. You know, that, you're so right. That was heroic, heroic performance at the end. To to see the job home, right, Campbell. That, that's what we should be focusing on. That's the positive angle, not Mr. Negativity.
1: <laughs> well, that's right. But also, if you look through the uh, the Wellington lineup, uh, that, that still looks pretty formidable. To me, they've got Julian Savier back, so that's um, some uh, some real experience back there. They, uh, they've got Brad Shields at eight, Caleb Delaney playing so well at six, uh, and then um, their you know, top midfield, probably the, uh, the top midfield, in the, in the comp Umangu Jensen and and Billy Proctor, um, and then you know they can bring guys like Keelan Whitman and Al Moore who makes his long-awaited return off the bench for Wellington. So they'll they'll have a bit of firepower coming off the pine there uh, to go with their, their, their starters. So Wellington would certainly still be the favourites uh, tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, and as you rightly point out, defensively they've been so strong all year. I, I, I think you're heading into the Shield Challenge that conceding, you know, less than 12 points a game, that, that's quite a frightening rate.
1: Well, yes, it is. Um, and, and, and led by uh, Dupasi Karifi, um, who's just... Um, not only is he good with his after-match interviews, uh, he's just got his <laughs> so good on the ground, winning turnovers, plays with his heart on on, on his sleeve, um, and uh, is not afraid to, to say what he thinks in, in post-match interviews, which is always refreshing. So he, he sort of leads the way uh, there. Brad Shields playing the house down at number 8. Uh, he's been at 6 for most of the season as well. So um, Shields bringing all that big match experience uh, back to the Lions. How big a... If it was that, from
0: a solely rugby perspective, here, um, you know, what what happened last week has been litigated, you know, a lot. We don't need to relitigate it. But for, solely from a rugby perspective, how impressive was it for the Magpies to win last weekend?
1: Oh, that was massive. That was uh, well, given apart from anything else, they were down twenty eight twelve, close to the end of the first half, and then ran in uh, what was it, three three uh, tries at least. Um, to take down Bay Plenty on their home ground. So that was just, um, that was incredible stuff. I mean, Tom Parsons led the way, so did uh, Puri Rakati Stones. Uh, Brad Webber was there playing well. Um, you had the X Factor of Chase tier Tia. That was just hugely impressive because they could easily have dropped their bundle. I mean, uh, the whole country seemed to be against Hawks Bay last week, and they must have adopted a bit of a siege mentality, and they just uh, came home strong. So that was hugely impressive. And now, they're not far away from their
0: first-ever top-tier NPC final. Yeah, brilliant stuff uh, from a rugby perspective. Circling the wagons, uh, if you will. Uh, They—that That is the Wellington-Hawks Bay game. Taranaki-Canterbury. Now, Canterbury and Taranaki played a bit of a doozy earlier in the season, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember where it was played. I'll guess Christchurch, but I know there was only a, a point or two in it. Are you expecting something similar here?
1: Yeah, I think it was in uh, Rangiora. So they took, uh, the Candabs uh, uh, the took it uh, north uh, to the North Canterbury folk and apparently they've got quite a good crowd there, but that was a tight one there too. Um, and they managed to, to take that. But uh, there's a few little uh, injury factors which have come in, have crept in from uh, last week's game, which may sway this. And I think uh, the first one is that Ferg Burke, who's probably been the form number 10 in the NPC, uh, was out injured last week. Uh, and Alex Harford comes in. He's a tidy player, but he's not the same class as Burke. So I thought they might have kept Rumika Pui uh in there, who moved into 10 and did a very good job to close out the game against Auckland last week. But Pui Hippie has stayed at 12. Uh, they've kept Crotty on the bench. So I, I think that may sway it there, given that Stephen Perifetta is back from injury for Taranaki and uh, Kalen Boschier, their captain, has moved it back to number 8. Um, so they've got a couple of reinforcements there. They've got a very good bench, Taranaki. So a uh, home ground advantage. They will certainly fancy themselves in taking down Canterbury and New Plymouth tonight. Yes, yeah, significant loss,
0: Fergus Burt. You're so right. He's been so good for them. And losing a 10 at this stage is you know, can be really, really problematic for any side. We'll see how they adjust. What is the best case to make for Taranaki, you would think?
1: Well, I mean, those, they were pretty impressive in uh, taking down Tasman last week. Um, I think they do have a very good forward pack. Um, their, their locking issues have been bolstered by the return of uh, Josh Lord. Uh, they've got a tremendous loose forward trio. Peter Gusto, Caller is at six. He was probably the man of the match last week. Boschier is back at number eight. Uh, Tom Florence, very good footballer who should get uh, a super rugby contract um, next season, has been playing well at seven. So that's probably a strength there. Um, young Josh Jacob, out of the Sacred Heart Rugby Nursery, I had to say that, um, has played very well at, uh, at number 10 for them. Um, and then they can bring a guy like Jason Potros, uh, the mercurial Jason Potros, off the bench um, with the likes of Veroniki Tikoi solomoni So they've got, um, I mean, got X Factor, they've got pace to bring off the bench. Then in the forwards off the uh, off the pine, you've got Michael Bent, um, who's played uh, chess rugby for Ireland. You've got Ricky, Ricky Tally um, so that just looks a powerful um, bench options that, that Taranaki brings. So, you know, they, they, they had a poor season last year and we weren't sure how they were going to bounce back um, given they were so good in 2021. But I think they've got the goods to, uh, to really trouble Canterbury not, uh, tonight.
0: Who's in the final? Go on. Tell us.
1: I'll say uh, Wellington Taranaki, and that'll have to be played Sunday week uh, in the capital. Um, so that would be that would be my pick. But uh, imagine if Hawke's Bay got through, uh, what a story that would be! That would be. So it'd be Sunday afternoon, would it? I believe so, because because the um, the WXV um, one competition, the um, the women's internationals, has been played on the Friday and Saturday. So if Wellington is to host the final, uh, so they just have to right. wait to host. It'll be on, I believe, on a Sunday afternoon, and we haven't seen a, a Sunday afternoon NPC final kickoff for 25 years since Otago uh, beat Waikato um, in front of a packed Carisbrook um, way back way back in 98. So uh, you know, wouldn't that be a great throwback, a 2pm afternoon kickoff final?
0: Yeah, so I, I should save my breath and not congratulate New Zealand Rugby for seeing sense and giving the fans what they want an afternoon final. It's just a case of double booking, potentially.
1: <laughs> yes, and we can't have any more double booking like we saw last year. <laughs> yeah, it's so true.
0: So true. Hey, uh, Campbell, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Um, in a word, though, it would be rude not to. We, we started the show with it. Let's finish this little segment with it. South Canterbury or the Butcher Boys? Who you got in the heartland and the Meads?
1: Oh, it's hard to get past uh, South Canterbury uh, with their massive unbeaten run. Uh, and, and playing at home, I think they're the Tamuka Domain uh, tomorrow. So, yep, I would be very surprised if, uh, if South Canterbury didn't take it.
0: Good man. Appreciate your time, mate. Go enjoy a bumper weekend. Enjoy those eight games. I oh, certainly will. Cheers, Daniel.